So, welcome everyone. I wanted to address the topic of meditation today and the role uh, meditation plays in intuitive development. Um, because um, and in my last podcast I spoke about uh, brain waves and meditation and uh, kind of how we can, let's say, train our brain to be in a more peaceful, more receptive state um, through meditating, uh, through, um, you know, in training the brain to go into a certain frequency. So just to recap um, in relation to brainwave frequencies, so our normal um, waking consciousness uh, that most people are in at you know, the majority uh, of their waking day uh, is the uh, beta waves. So this is the activity, uh, and beta would be between 13 to uh, 30 hertz. Um, so that uh, frequency is the frequency of waking consciousness when we're busy, doing things right because in our culture most people we have to analyze we have to think we have to come with responses we we have to do things right um again for most of us uh, it's not really common to just be <laughs> just sit and be and observe life right life demands some form of action so you either have to analyze information or you have to listen to people or you have to um, you know read texts or write texts or do physical activities but again they require concentration so this state um, of waking mind alert uh, active uh, is the beta wave. So that's where most of our consciousness is um, in day-to-day -day life. And um, from this state, it's impossible to get intuitive insights. So when your mind is actively engaged, when you are in this state, your brain is on this frequency, you cannot just sit down and start receiving intuitive insights. You cannot connect, you cannot um, feel, you cannot go into that receptive state. So for you to start receiving intuitive insights, the brain frequency has to change. So that's why, uh, in my opinion, training um, the brain to go into a different state uh, is crucial because let's say if you are if your job is highly analytical or if you have to think right whether you work in finance or education or or whatever it is so you have to think you have to actively engage your mind so you cannot just shut down your computer and say well now I want to receive intuitive insights Hmm, I wonder why nothing is coming through to me. Nothing is coming through to you because your brain is in a different state, right? It is wired to think, to be active, to receive intuitive information. Your brain needs to go into a different state. And actually the um, brainwave frequencies uh, that are engaged when we receive information, when we are tuning into our intuition are the alpha waves. 
They have a little bit lower frequency, so it's between 8 to 13 hertz. And these are the brain waves that naturally occur when you wake up but are not getting up yet. You know that state between waking and and sleeping consciousness? Um, so, for example, just before you fall asleep or first thing in the morning, so you open your eyes and you are waking up. I don't know if if you had this experience. I certainly had many times. Um, it's kind of between this sleeping and waking that I get the most intuitive insights. I suddenly have realizations. Oh, that's what it meant. Or, oh... That was a mistake. Oh, that's what he's thinking. So sometimes you get like very powerful insights, um, and maybe some, sometimes even like direct messages from spirit. Um, that's because your brain is in that alpha state, where you can channel information more easily. So it's not in the state of actively processing information, but it's. It's like the the frequency has been changed, right? You you are on a different radio station, so you were listening to one station when you were sleeping. Again, deep sleep is um, different types of, of brain frequencies. Deep sleep is uh, delta, uh, and then um, the lighter sleep stages are theta waves. Um, but uh, for for you to receive information, the brain has to be in the alpha state. So then our goal, speaking from this viewpoint of brainwave frequencies, our goal is to learn to place ourselves in the alpha state. There was actually an interesting example that um, one of my teachers, Anna Says, shared that uh, she had, well, some of her clients, um, they noticed that they were able to pick things up from people, like really get psychic insights to read people after they had a glass or two of wine or some other alcohol. And uh, so not, not when they got super drunk, but like, you know, a little bit of alcohol, it switched off their brain from the very active state and put it into the more receptive, into the alpha wave state. And there, uh, there has been research done on that, and that's, that is in fact what, what alcohol does, and probably some other substances, like a little dose, it reduces that brainwave frequency, so it goes into alpha state. And uh, so those people, uh, they were able to receive psychic insights because their brains changed frequency, right? So they started tuning into a different channel. But of course, uh, that's not what we want. Um, and it's perfectly possible that we don't want to, to drink wine just to be able to receive psychic insights. But it's just to show how actually difficult it is to switch the frequency at will because, um, and then that's where uh, you know, people feel stuck that, oh my goodness, I'm not getting anything. Well, if you are used to analyzing information and actively thinking all the time, of course you're not going to get anything. It's impossible, right? Because your brain 
does not know how to switch the frequency. And so that's why uh, meditation, meditative practices, um, in my opinion, is kind of the best way to learn to train the brain to go into that more receptive state. So most teachers suggest some form of meditation as one of the practices, right, an intuitive development. Now, when we talk about meditation, um, it's also not um, easy for some people, right? If you have, for example, a severe trauma, if you're suffering from PTSD, complex PTSD, meditation and mindfulness um, sometimes is not recommended at all because it's too difficult. You have to deal with trauma first. You have to heal before you can even meditate because your trauma will start flooding as soon as the brain activity reduces a little bit, you get a flood of emotions, of overwhelm, and you can't continue meditating, or you get very restless and have to stop. So in this case, obviously, we need to heal first, we need to work through the issues, we need to use um, every form of healing that works for us before we can even proceed, because it's not always uh, it's not always possible, right, to just sit down and meditate. And um, also sometimes our egos like to, you know, be the either-or principle. It's like, okay, now from today on I'm just going to meditate one hour a day. Uh, and that usually doesn't work, right? You meditate one hour and then you never do it again. So it's good to start slow. It's good to practice meditation for, for five minutes. And also the type of meditation that that we practice and setting realistic goals um, for it is also important. But I would say starting with even five minutes, it's better to practice five minutes a day than one hour a month, right? Because... What we are trying to achieve with meditation in the context of intuitive development is to train our brain to be receptive and to begin to distinguish between our thoughts and ourselves. When we realize that we are not our thoughts, we've achieved a lot. <laughs> we've progressed, we've risen level up, and that takes time. So... Five minutes a day just sitting in stillness and focusing on the breath, using the breath as an anchor, is a wonderful practice to begin doing that. I um, personally don't use meditation in that form. I use this practice as a starting point, focusing on the breath, but um, I... Uh, use a different f form of meditation and where I practice the divine presence. So I follow, you know, just focusing on the breath with activating the heart through gratitude. So thinking about the things that I'm grateful for, thinking about the good things, the positive things, uh, the love, the um, whatever, you know, the blessings that have happened either uh, today or that I'm thankful for in general. And then I just practice um, being present, 
meaning uh, recognizing that the divine is present both within my heart and is always watching me, is always there. Um, so that's my personal practice. So it's a different type of meditation that I would call practicing presence, right? So um, recognizing that the divine is always there. Um, but um, because for me, kind of just just focusing on on the breath, I felt it wasn't enough. Um, it wasn't helpful for me so much. But that's my personal my personal practice. In any case, meditation uh, over time, um, in ideally, it should take around twenty minutes because the brain waves they start. Um, changing gradually in five minutes it's very difficult to achieve um, a different state because first thing that happens when you sit down and you have an intention all right I'm going to meditate right I'm going to focus on my breath um, you're flooded by thoughts it's like the thoughts just appear there is a million of thoughts oh I have to do this I have to do that or what uh, did I forget to switch on the light oh I have to call this oh my goodness I forgot to do that and it goes on and on and on and then gradually it recedes but you need five to ten minutes sometimes just to rise above this chatter and then go deeper right connecting with with the heart and it is after about 15 minutes that you actually get into this state where you notice that suddenly thoughts become less and you are able to observe them but distance yourself from them and over time it gets it gets better um, so the ego actually needs around 20 minutes to shut up so the ideal duration would be 20 to 30 minutes, but I wouldn't recommend meditating more than 30 minutes. Um, and so this practice, that's when, at the point when the thought activity reduces, when you get into that place of inner stillness, that's when your brain waves shift the frequency from beta to alpha state. And um, it is in that alpha state that you can get your intuitive insight. So the more you practice meditation, the more natural the state is to you, the easier it is you know, for your brain to go into it and the easier it is for you to recognize it. So you can uh, tune in um, to your intuition faster and more effectively. Because, as I said, from the normal, uh, at least for most people, normal waking consciousness, right, from just running around and analyzing and receiving and reading and talking and, uh, you know, making decisions and, cho and choices, you can't just by sheer force of will start receiving anything. You need to come down from it. Um Breath work can make it quicker. Um, alternate nostril breathing or, for example, inhaling, holding your breath, exhaling, holding your breath, Wim Hof uh, breath work, etc. Breath work also is helpful with that. Um, 
to you know go from active mind to a receptive mind but basically in order to start receiving intuitive insights you need to be in alpha state there are also other states there is the theta waves um, that are also um, conductive to intuitive insights um, it's a different frequency it's kind of more trance-like um, alpha state is not a trance it's just more receptive. Um, but you can't, right, you can't put yourself there at will. Um, eventually, with practice, you are able to train your brain to recognize intuitive insights. You are able to recognize um, information uh, that comes to you from other channels than the physical ones more easily. So you don't have to spend 20 minutes before you you start receiving, right? But maybe five minutes is necessary because um, if, if your work especially involves thinking a lot and processing a lot of information, um, then... Right, you need to quieten down this active brain first before you switch on to intuitive flow, before you uh, tune into the non-physical non channels of information. So this takes practice. Um, but as I said, if you are not... Um, well, there are some people whose channels are naturally very open, um, and uh, it's then you know, or let's say whose channels are very open, or who naturally tend to go towards alpha state, you know, who like to daydream, observe others, who are not keen on thinking and analyzing, but just prefer receiving insights from the outside world you could say that they are naturally in that alpha state they have to force themselves to go into a more active mind then of course for them those psychic insights will come in naturally um, but most people would have to train themselves right so that's where meditation comes in and that's why it's it's so important so it's not a, a goal in itself uh, but it's a way of separating your your mind from yourself and also recognizing that the rational think, thinking mind while it is useful uh, for analyzing and solving daily problems it can't give us everything you will recognize for example the most common and i think that's how most of us are pulled into intuitive development and spiritual development eventually is by facing a problem right there is a problem that we have um, either we lost our money or we lost our job or we lost a loved one or our relationships are not working so there is a problem and we realize that we can't solve it with the solutions that we always had for this life well they are no longer working so we are looking for something beyond the physical something beyond what we've always done that's usually the hook like the first anchor right that pulls us towards a spiritual development towards but we first uh, seek intuitive development we first seek to fix the problem that's that's like the hook that that starts 
pulling us into the world of you know the unseen let's say but we we want to solve the problem first we don't necessarily want to become you know spiritual superheroes no we want to solve the problem how do i uh, fix the pain for example of separation or how do we get back together or how do i uh, make money how do i pay off my debts uh, i need a miracle and so we start looking for that miracle that's a hook that that gets us into this um, reality of of intuitive development and then we recognize that oh you know the way i tried to solve it with my mind it, it didn't work right maybe there is another way and um i've often recognized kind of this um, difference between the intuitive solution and the solution that comes from the mind, from the ego, is that the mind tends to suggest ideas, right? You kind of think, or you may still think that you can outsmart the universe. So there'll be, a mil oh, maybe, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that, maybe I'll go to this country, maybe I'll go to that country, and then I have a, a list of 20 countries I can go to and 20 things I can potentially do. And I'm running around like crazy, exhausting myself, doing all these things of course nothing works so that is the mind going into an overdrive worst case scenario it can collapse right and lead to mental health issues and depression and um, etc but the mind is trying to suggest the problems because it's constantly in this beta state of trying to work things out and things are not working out so that's also why, um, in my opinion, meditation is crucial to uh, intuitive development in that it teaches you to step back from this, um, you know, overactive thinking, trying to solve the problems, because truth is, you cannot outsmart the universe, you cannot outthink the universe, and you cannot, even a supercomputer cannot um, solve every problem in the world and your mind it may be a supercomputer but not on that frequency not on the frequency of trying to solve the problems you need to step back and again change that brain wave into a more receptive into a more tuned state where insights come to you so if there are a million ideas and if you are I'll go here, I'll go there, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, and then I'll do this, and I'll do that, then you know you need to stop immediately. Throw all of these ideas out of the window and recognize that, okay, something's wrong, I have a problem, I need to calm down, maybe I need to meditate, maybe this is the day when I need to meditate for an hour, but I'll start with 20 minutes. That's when you know that you are doing something wrong, when you have 50 ideas. To get them out of your mind, you can write them down on the list and then start meditating. But this kind of overactive brain, it's not getting you anywhere. There, that's, that's where the problem is. So it's trying to outsmart the universe, but it can't. Right? So then that's where we want to go we want to train our brain to go into the alpha state to go into a more receptive more intuitive state because when you are aligned with the truth when you are aligned with your mission 
you're at peace. The first sign of being in alignment is having peace, is not having that overactive mind and a million ideas, or rather not following that overactive mind. The mind can keep its noise in the background, but the sign of being aligned and doing the right thing is that you are at peace, you are calm. You know what you have to do in the sense that you are in the now, you're in the present. Maybe you don't necessarily know what's coming after the next step that you're taking now, but you're at peace, right? There is no 25 ideas about what am I going to do with my life this year or where am I traveling uh, and which restaurants I will visit six months from now, etc., so the sign of being in alignment, the sign of being on your mission is actually not having all that clutter of ideas and running back and forth and doing one thing, then the other, then, then the other, starting one activity, getting bored with it, starting the other one, starting the third, the tenth, never finishing anything. Oh, I'll take this course, I'll take that course, I'll study this, I'll study that, and maybe I'll study that again. That's when you need to step back. And we all have it. I have it, everyone gets into this, like kind of I need to do that. And sometimes it's very um, easy to overlook the beginning stages of this, like trying to <laughs> trying to fix things with your mind. But that's when we need to stop and basically meditate more, remove ourselves from that uh, position of trying to solve everything with the mind. And rather seek stillness, seek that inner stillness. And if it means just focusing on the breath for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening, then that's it. That's better than trying to solve things with, with the mind. Because they won't. It's like a sign that you're out of alignment, that something is going, something's off. You're wrong somewhere. You're doing something that is off base, that is off of your mission. Because um, being in alignment means being at peace. And uh, it's never chaos. It's never 25 ideas. And as I said, sometimes we need to put put those ideas into writing where you know just just put them out on the paper uh, and it may be helpful to run through various uh, visions as to how to do things but my point is it won't solve anything and also it's it's not intuition right it's just um, the activity of the mind intuition is an inner awareness uh, it's uh, a very clear knowing. It's a, a gut feeling for some or just an inner realization, a vision or hearing something, but it's a very different reality. And so to practice that, we need to distance ourselves from the mind. So as I said, that's why meditation is so important. And practicing, it doesn't have to be a rigid practice, um, there, as I said, there are many types of meditation, so I don't practice it in the classical sense, me personally. I don't just focus on the breath, I go into divine presence. Um, maybe uh, you can uh, use visualization um, 
such as uh, connecting with the sun, for example, and filling up the heart, or the solar plexus with the solar light. If you need more energy, for example, that's a good thing to uh, connect the sun with the solar plexus and just fill up with light. Um, it doesn't have to be rigid, um, but without some form of meditative practice, I don't think it's really possible in our world, in this reality, I don't think it's possible to be attuned to intuition and to also uh, to learn how to recognize the difference between the mind and the intuition because that's the most common question especially you know when we begin practicing but also later down the road like how do i know i'm just not i'm not just inventing things how do i know i'm not uh, repeating what i read or what i saw or what i believe and sometimes we don't sometimes we are inventing things but meditation also helps create this distance from the mind, recognize that, okay, I, I don't have to believe every thought that comes into my head, but there is another level of awareness that is underneath those thoughts, and I want to reach that level, I want to connect to that level. Um, and in closing, um, when it comes to Akashic Records, um, basically working with the Akashic Records is the same as, you know, doing any other intuitive work. Um, most people get too attuned to the Akashic Records through an opening prayer and an attunement from a teacher. But the fact that you have an opening prayer, it doesn't mean that, you know, once you say it, the insights will just keep coming to you, that you'll, you'll say it uh, and that's it, you know, and the gates of heaven will open and you'll receive a flow of information. No, right? For most of us, it didn't happen this way. So approaching this work, again, it requires learning to still the mind, to receive information from sources other than the mind, because it will not come information from the Akashic Records, it will not come through you thinking, it, it won't, it will come through intuition. So again, you need to be able to um, train your brain to go into the alpha state, to go into the receptive state, and to receive insights through there. Uh, to and for some people uh, theta state as well uh, this kind of what happens when when they spend a lot of time in the akashic records um, i know for me sometimes i, I go into that theta state which is uh, it's a more a more trance like state it's a more removed um, from from the active thinking mind state um, but it doesn't come through thinking, so it's not automatic. It's not like an Akashic Record reader is just someone who automatically reads uh, whatever that may mean, information from the records. Like they close their eyes and a book opens and letters start coming or whatever it is, or angels whisper things to them. It doesn't happen this way, right? Again, you need to tune into that state. Once, you, uh, once you've trained your brain through meditation and you recognize the state, it's easier for you to go there. You know what, 
what it actually means to be in that different state, in a state that is not the state of waking consciousness. And as we all know, when you are very worried, for example, or you have a lot on your mind, or you are upset, or whatever, you know, things are happening, you got uh, evicted or fired, or someone else got evicted or fired, and you're helping them, then it's much more difficult to work with intuition, because you need to be present, right? You need to think here and now, and and that's normal. So you may need to you know, step back from reading the Akashic Records to deal with with putting out the fires. And that's why I also don't recommend, for example, when you are dealing with putting out the fires in your life, like literally, you know, survival, I need to pay bills, I need to find a job, I need to... That is not a good time to start studying intuitive development. It's not. Because first of all, you'll be creating expectations that now my intuitive development is going to solve every problem. Well, it's not. And, uh, and second of all, it's almost impossible to connect to, to intuition when you are in this thing. Like if you, have, if you urgently need to find $2,000 to pay your bills and if your relative is in the hospital and if you have to go visit them every day and your car broke down and now you don't know how you're get, going to get to work, how, how are you going to read the Akashic Records? It's not the right time for it. So putting out the fires first, at least to a considerable degree when you've learned to uh, navigate the situation and establishing a continuous meditation practice, even if it's for five minutes a day, that's that's fine. And if you are in that state where you know you have to run and solve problems 24-7, then maybe five minutes a day is all you can manage at this time. That is also fine. Setting up this anchor that, okay, I have it, I have my five minutes of stillness, but it's unlikely that you are going to get incredible intuitive insights, because, just because, right? So we need to be realistic, um, that this i as i mentioned that's how we get pulled into spiritual development uh but it's unlikely that at this stage of our lives we are going to get anything useful it some revelations some advice may come through but we'll usually need help from others uh, because there's too much emotional involvement, too much going on. The brain is in the overdrive and it's going to be very difficult to get into the alpha state unless you're an experienced meditator and already have this practice. And even then, you will most probably be using that meditation practice to calm down, right? To get that ocean of stillness, to drink from that ocean of stillness, and then it will give you strength to go back out and fight the fires in your life. So it's not really a good time when everything is breaking down to start studying intuitive development. When it's eased off a little bit, you may feel lost, but at least you have time and resources to actually devote to your development, to devote to 
uh, discovering the Akashic Records, for example, then you can start working with it and get something out of there. Um, that is at least in my opinion, um, because I think so often we create these unrealistic expectations that now I'm going to uh, learn an opening prayer, right, and I'm just going to go into the records and it will solve every problem in my life. And when it doesn't, we think, well, something must be wrong with me, right? It must be me. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It takes time, effort, and practice, but also you obviously have other things to worry about, and you can't just make them disappear. So it's a gradual process of aligning life to... Um, go from only having to put out the fires and to actually getting into the state where you're able to direct it more. Um, it will change, provided that you are consistent with the practice, that you meditate first, that you have a spiritual practice, and then gradually you will notice that Actually, the more time you spend in meditation, somehow the more your life falls into place. Because now you don't have to solve it from the mind, but you can solve it energetically. Once you are aligned internally, your life begins to align externally. But uh, there is this balance, right, between setting up unrealistic expectations and uh, and having a spiritual practice. So if if fires need to be put out, by all means, put them out first, but make sure you carve out, begin carving out that space where you are in meditation, where you seek that inner balance. And then gradually, as life begins to fall into place, then also the intuitive development can progress. Then you can devote those, whatever it is, 20 minutes um, working on your intuition, working with your intuition. But it starts, in my opinion and in my experience, it starts with carving out space for meditation, carving out space to distance from your thoughts, to become open to the unseen world, right? To the world beyond the physical. Um, because from the waking, active rational, analyzing mind, um, it's impossible. Um, prayer or no prayer, it's impossible to go into the intuitive state where you are receiving information, where you are more attuned. Um, and you can call it whatever you like. I mean, you can be very rational and say, okay, well, the brainwave frequency changes, and so the brain is able to give me different answers than what it does in the beta state. And that can also be true. You don't have to believe in any source outside of yourself. But the point is, right, we need to train the brain to stay in that state, to be in the slower brainwave state that actually um, gives us that non-rational, non non-agitated information that doesn't come from our egos, but that comes from deeper within us, from our soul. Um, so 
practice this first. And I know in the last podcast I referred to brainwave entrainment, but there are many binaural beats and um, there's uh, free meditations on on YouTube and so on. Um, there are many different things out there now. Um, but I think without quieting the mind, without learning to distinguish between that active, overactive mind and the receptive mind, it's really impossible to make any progress in, in intuitive development. It's just that it's difficult if you've always uh, been analyzing and thinking and dissecting, uh, then, of course, it's very difficult to become receptive and to start listening to the heart, as they say. So it comes with practice. So yes, those those were the thoughts on uh, meditation and uh, intuitive development. And until next time, I am wishing you many blessings and peace and prosperity.